0: Welcome to the LU Moment, where we showcase all of the great things happening with Lamar University faculty, staff, students, and alumni. I'm John Rollins, Associate Director of Community Relations and Public Affairs here at LU, and I want to welcome you all to this week's show. We're back again with another cardinal success story to share with our listeners. Every week on the LU Moment, we host fantastic guests... It is my pleasure to welcome LU alumnus Marion Phillips III to the show. Marion is a 1984 graduate of Lamar University who majored in mass communications. Marion, welcome to the show and thank you for taking the time to chat with me today on the LU Moment.
1: Uh, John, thank you for having
0: me. Very glad to have you here. We always love welcoming back our alumni and seeing what y'all been up to. I know lots of y'all are keeping busy for sure. So let's go ahead and have you formally introduce yourself to the listeners before we get started with today's conversation.
1: I'm Marion Phillips III. I'm the Senior Vice President for Community Development and DEI at the U.S. News and World Report, where I work with expanding our business model to into thought leadership, also expanding our base into various demographics, and we do partnerships with groups like Black Directors Health Equity, EarthDay.org, Sorensen Institute, and Global Black Economic Forum to just name four. Awesome. So you stay busy. A little bit. That's it. I think that's the goal bit. for them,
0: <laughs> right? So are you from? You know, you're a Lamar alumni. Are you? from the Beaumont area or
1: I am from I'm a military child I'm an army angel I was told no longer no longer am I an army brat I'm an, <laughs> I an army, like angel. That, <laughs> army angel army <laughs> angel uh, my father retired in El Paso. Okay. So I came to school in Beaumont, but I was born in Okinawa, Japan. Lived in Germany. Lived wow. in Jersey. Lived in you know everywhere. And so this this school was the furthest point from El Paso, Texas, on the map.
0: Okay. You're like let me let me try something new.
1: They said that you, you had out. to stay in Texas. Okay. And my parents <laughs> were from Alabama, so that at least got me closer to my grandmother's.
0: Right. And this is this. Pretty much as far east Texas as you can go for a, for a four year institution. That is correct.
1: <laughs> and El Paso, Wonderful. Texas, El Paso is as far west as you can go, and that's where they so live. So let Perfect. Me go this way. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Fantastic. And I
1: love my parents.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know, you gotta you gotta figure out who you are and what you want to mm-hmm. do, and that's what you did. So we're glad you chose Lamar. So Mary, let's catch everybody up on what you've been up to since graduating here from Lamar. I know it's been been a little while. So after glancing at your resume, it appears you've been an extremely busy. Guys, So, catch us up. What's been going
1: on? Hustling. Hustling to, to achieve my goals. Hustling to tr- achieve my dreams. Um, we'll go in chronological order. Left Lamar, went to Houston to work my master's, then worked for Boy Scouts of America with the Exploring Program, raising money re- and devel- developing those programs. Awesome. Went to Washington to work at the Republican National Committee. Um, then worked as the Traveling Prec Secretary for the Secretary of Energy, James Watkins. Then moved to, D- to New York to um, work at Memorial Sloan Kettering, then worked for uh, Giuliani the, his first term as the mayor. was deputy chief of staff. Then I started Parental School. I re- worked on his campaign, his okay. second campaign, as deputy campaign manager. Then I went to work for, I started my own group called Parental School Choice, advocating awesome. for charter schools. And then I went into state government, state 23 years, with then because I went into ministry and I just retired, then I joined U.S. News and World Report. <laughs>
0: cool. So you retired and then joined U.S. You- <laughs> U.S. News and World Report. <laughs> that seems to be kind of a trend these days, though. People retire, and then it's like, you know, what else can I do?
1: Being, being 60 and trying to do what I believe politics is a young person's game, mm-hmm. it is a grind. It was time for me to move on. To be able to join a group like U.S. News and World Report with its reputation on rankings, its reputation on right. editorial, made more sense. And I will have an opportunity to have some impact. Yeah. We've Absolutely. been able to do a program internally called Cultural Conversations, oh. where we bring speakers in or we do podcasts of speakers, and our company just <laughs> shuts down for 90 minutes and has these conversations six times a year. We just recently did one with Dr. Um, Carson, Claiborne Carson, out of Stanford, who is the utmost authority on Martin Luther King. Wow. And he has he received from the King family all of his published, unpublished notes and documents and books, videos, everything that's what he researched over the last 20, 30 years. Um, then we have Frederick Irwin who's going to be doing, discussing the Women's History Museum for the Mall in Washington and there isn't one. So, it's okay. an opportunity for us to expose some organizations and people. Yeah. More importantly, to expose our employees. And one of the things we do that I think is the most important, whatever culture or demographic that we are learning about, we serve lunch at both of our offices or three offices from that space. So if it's a black-owned restaurant, a woman-owned restaurant, an Asian-owned restaurant, a gay-owned restaurant, Native, Native American-owned restaurant. Yeah. Right? And our goal is to highlight okay. these businesses and, one, to broaden everyone's minds. So we have a opportunity to do a lot of things and we have taken advantage of that
0: that is really neat so you said is it you said it's almost like work shuts down for 90 minutes Mm -hmm. does this mean all staff all staff members all
1: hands on deck attend so people ask me that question like really i said and this is the answer this CEO and or president introduces every single program if I my if my memory is good the president has not missed any CEO oh, wow. has only missed one and that That's would be impressive. about 10 that we've done thus far
0: and that speaks volumes because you know correct. as they say everything starts at the top and trickles correct. down so that kind of sets the example and sets the tone for the rest of the employees
1: correct and people enjoy it yeah we all listen, and then we have lunch and engage. Right. And so it's it's amazing to just learn. It's really about learning other people. Right. And we do some of these in person, meaning the person's in one of the two offices, or it's all just podcasts or Zoom.
0: What a, a day in the life. Humans have a really interesting life, for sure. I,
1: I think when you are discussing community development and DEI, it's not exclusive to a learning experience. It's also a business model, a marketing model. Mm-hmm. One of the programs I do on the thought leadership side is called the State of Equity in America. And we talk about educational equity, health equity, economic health equity. In 2024, I heard there's an election. We, we are going to talk about what the demographic demographic trends have been. We're going to talk about voter suppression laws. When people talk about voter suppression, they say, no, no, it's not that serious. Well, I believe it's Georgia where you can't hand out water in line. Is one of the states do not permit you to hand out water in line. okay. Yet, you can hand out pamphlets. I can assure you, when I stand in line for an hour, I already know who I'm voting for. (laughs) Right. Water or not. But those are the new suppression laws. And so we are able to have those dialogues from an editorial perspective, bringing academia together, consultants, political consultants together, pollsters together, politicians together, and really talk about this. And honestly, I believe, just like you believe, there is a right and wrong from an editorial perspective there's one side and another side and for people to learn how to make that decision you're both sides we're not judging (laughs) you're both sides and that's the beauty so when you say am I having fun is this that's what community development is that's what DEI is Being able to work with some of the community partners that I found, Mm Earthday.org. I'm sure everybody's heard of Earth Day. Oh, yeah. But how does that partner with U.S. news? Well, Earth Day in the the environment is a health issue, education issue, an economic issue. Those are our key verticals. When you look at the Global Black Economic Forum, they're part of Essence um, family. Again, it sounds like it's just black economics. Mm Black economics deals with rural economics, urban economics, Hispanic economics. But the bottom line is it deals with Americans, the American economy. So it is fun to be able to pull these programs together and to talk about these issues. And this is not about what certain states may want to push as being woke. This is about having people come together and having civil, legitimate conversations that are fact-based. So, yeah, I'm having fun. Yeah, And what did Lamar do to prepare me for that? As I said to a a class earlier today, the number one thing it did is showed me how to grow up. And it showed me how to look at the world differently. If you come here to get your degree and you do nothing but class, dining room, a couple of events, all you did was prove to a number of people you can graduate. Give me your worldview. Give me your passion. Give me your focus. Give me the wall you're about to walk through. That's good. And when that happens, then... And that's what Lamar did for me. Yeah. Dr. Holland, Dr. Baker, Dr. Harrigan. Dr. Baker asked me to do something today that floored me. You will be at my funeral, right? You dying soon? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But the reality is, I would be there for her. Yeah. Is
0: that Mary Alice Baker? Mary Alice Baker. You know, I've had many people on this podcast, and a lot of them who have gone through the communication department bring her up. So she's touched a lot of lives.
1: Those three people are the very reason I owe Lamar. Dwight Holland used to fail me on papers to make me do better. <laughs> you got F? Excuse me? Just do the paper <laughs> over, and I'll do the paper. What do you mean? You did it this morning before class. But it, he pushed me. Yeah. Harrigan. You need that. Harrigan just showed me so many things about respect and about the work and the ethic. That's what Lamar did for me. And so to be able to come back and share that, it's just, it was really about the love of this place.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. Well, that was going to be my next question was kind of asking you about some favorite memories. You just covered a bunch of them. Oh, my
1: favorite memories. No, no, no. My favorite memories are bonkers. As you know, in our studio right now, we have a student (laughs) who's escorting me. So we'll just walk down memory. Oh, you're young too. We'll walk down memory lane. (laughs) So the biggest building in Beaumont was the library. That was here before I got here, but it was brand spanking new, but I think one or two years old. The dorms, Plummer Hall, Morris Hall, Campbell Hall, I forget one of the others. That's all we had. Brooks Shivers. Then you had the sorority on the other side of campus. And then you had the, the basketball players stayed on one dorm. Football players stayed the route because they're a much larger team. Where the current president's house is, that was, uh, Robert Kimball was the first who lived there. Those were our outside basketball courts across the street from him. Oh,
0: wow. There
1: were like six courts.
0: Things have changed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Cardinal Village was nothing but parking lot and vacant land. In some cases, grass. That's where we played internal football. There were two fields. That was our rec, rec space where the... For the students, John and Mary Gray in, in Center was opened, and that was the spot everybody had to go to—the the pond, the lake. Okay. And it did matter how many times you got eaten up by mosquitoes, and if you, you know, met some young lady, you had to. That was the romantic, Only place with lights. Because it was brand new, so you had to take her to the lake, look at the ducks. Montaine Center was brand spanking new. I graduated in December. Montaine Center was hosting, I think, the fourth or fifth game, yeah, in '84. So when you talk about what I, the Mont memories, Mm -hmm. I loved all of that, and now to come back and to see Cardinal Village, to see my dining hall is the communications building. What's going on? Having changed just a little bit, huh? Yeah. And then you know, we have and I hope no one is going to be offended by this the most useless building on campus, the plumber admin building. That is the funniest building, a round building. Yep. So I used to think it was cool until I became began pastoring. And so when I went to a church that was round. And I learned while I was here, a round building's useless because the foundation's built in a certain way. You cannot go up. And this pastor was saying to me, I think we're going to try to expand and go up. I said, your foundation. I knew everything about round buildings. <laughs> um, but no, Lamar. And then the other place that I still go to, I've not made it today. I, I made it in September when I was here. I gotta go look at Maribu. I oh, gotta yeah. go to the quad. It's and like I feel like one,
0: that's been in that same spot. It whole, hasn't moved. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but still
1: there. But that there are just certain memories. And the Dishman Art Museum opened, art gallery opened. I think my sophomore or junior year. Very. But near. the uh, George Dishman was one who took me under his wing and he was a regent and he showed me so much about business alvin brooks as i worked in the athletic department uh, he was he was a grad assistant and uh, pat foster was the coach and he says hey i got to go up to lufkin to recruit at lufkin junior college you want to ride with me I, I had it was during the break so i was still here I'm like what the heck is a lufkin <laughs> And we drive up late night, watch a basketball game, drive back, and I'm thinking, damn, this is cool. That's why I love Lamar. That is why there are endless possibilities mm-hmm. because we're small, limited resources. The idea that we were sitting here, and John, you weren't here, we were sitting here, um, Trey and I and, an- and the other person from the studio, and Trey wants to do broadcasting, and they're saying, hey, are you interested in doing a sports show? Yeah. <laughs> Only at Lamar. Could you make that co- connection that, that quickly? That quickly. Yep. And, and, and here's yep. the irony, and this is why I came here, and this is why I know Trey is trying to figure out why the heck does this guy make me take him over here? Because every opportunity is an opportunity, and you don't need to know it. Had you done your one assignment, take me to the TV studio, peace, peace, we were, you were done. I said, no, you're with me all day. Now you got a gig. I believe that's how life works. Yeah. So that, that's what I love about Lamar. That's why I'm here.
0: No, that's amazing. Amazing. That's great to remember, too, for you for the future. Absolutely. So, Marion, thank you so much for joining me today on the LU Moment and for highlighting the tremendous impact that LU has had on your life. We always enjoy bringing our alumni back and hearing all the great things that y'all have got going on out in the world now. So. As always, please make sure to search LU Moment on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with the weekly stories just like this one. Don't forget to keep up with LU on our socials. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at the username Lamar University. This is John Rollins, Associate Director of Community Relations and Public Affairs at LU, where we're celebrating a century of leaders. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.